guys, welcome back to another episode of Dark Crossroads. This is your host, Roxanne Fletcher, and today we're going to be covering a case that has slowly gone cold. I think that every case should be given the best chance of being solved, but unfortunately some cases get pushed to the side, and this happens for many reasons. And the more that I research this case, the more I realize that this one fell in that category. Even though the family has poured everything into finding their loved one, In this case, it has fallen through the cracks. I'm hoping that covering it will shed a little bit more light on it. Andrea Michelle Knabel was a 37-year-old mother of two when she vanished unexpectedly without a trace. She was an active member of a group called Missing in America, a group that, if you are into true crime, I'm sure you may have heard of. Her group focused on finding missing people in the Louisville area. Her family stated that she had a giant heart and was always willing to help others. They also say that she loved her children very deeply while being an amazing daughter, sister, mother, and friend. A close friend stated, She's a good mom, friend, and has a beautiful heart. Andrea would do anything for anyone. She was smart, funny, strong, loving, and always there for people. This has been so overwhelming for all who know and love my friend. Before going missing, Andrea had fallen on overall hard times. She was laid off from her job as an analyst at Humana, and then she ended up getting into a hit-and-run car accident, which ended up totaling her car, leaving her without a vehicle. She created a GoFundMe page on Facebook in hopes of raising money for a new car, This happened around January 23rd of 2019. During this time, Andrea was still living in the home that she was renting. She had a roommate at the time and was working multiple jobs to keep up with the rent. It was when her roommate moved out that Andrea had to move in with her mother at the start of the summer in 2019 when she couldn't afford rent alone anymore. At this time, her mother's home was undergoing bathroom renovations, but her mother was not living at the home during the construction. The home, instead, was occupied by Andrea, her two sons, her sister, and her sister's fiancé. They were helping with the renovations at the time. They lived over an hour away in Lexington, so they decided to stay at the house during the renovations instead of driving back and forth. Andrea is going through a very rough time at this time, and her family suggests that she try counseling, but this suggestion ends up making her very angry, so they tried to avoid the topic. Andrea's father offered to pay for rehab for her because at the time she was dabbling in drugs, but they don't know what drugs. They just had suspicions. Andrea would also get very upset if anyone suggested rehab or suggested that she was using drugs. It was agreed that she would see a dermatologist for a skin condition on her face And it was agreed that she would see a therapist. According to Andrea's other sister, her mom would stop over every evening to have dinner with everyone and check in on the construction progress. And I'm hoping that she didn't come out on a busy thoroughfare like this and take a a ride with someone to go to someone else's house and, and never made it and got into the wrong car. On the day that Andrea went missing, she was last seen sometime between the night of August 12, 2019 and the early morning hours of August 13. 
On the evening of the August 12th, 2019, her mother brought over Chinese food. While eating, her mother started a difficult conversation, highlighting Andrea's recent life choices that she didn't quite agree with, noting specific poor, choice, poor choices that were setting back Andrea's progress to a new life. Andrea felt uncomfortable being present for the conversation and became more upset when her sister chimed in to back up the concerns that her mother had. Andrea was visibly upset with her family, and she excused herself from dinner and went upstairs to cool off after this disagreement that everybody had. After things settled down, Andrea went to McDonald's with her nephew and her sister's fiancé. This happened around 9 that night. They were able to track her movements from the beginning of the night through her cell phone data. After a brief period at McDonald's, her sister's fiancé brought Andrea to the Kentucky One Medical Center to get treatment from a face rash. This happened around 9 p.m. By 11.22 p.m., she was released from the hospital and took a lift vehicle back to her mother's house, returning at 11.34 p.m. Upon returning to her mother's house after getting the lift ride back from the hospital, Andrea couldn't get into the house because she didn't have a key. And by midnight, which is now August 13th, she ends up walking to her other sister's house, which is located approximately a mile and a half away. Andrea took a shortcut near a walking bridge, although in an interview with Incognito Society, her sister that she walked to says that she does not recall if she was given a ride or walked to her home. Her sister was sitting on her porch facing another direction. She couldn't see if a car had pulled up. Upon arriving at her sister's house around 12.15 a.m., her sister was sitting on the front porch drinking a glass of wine with her friend, and she noticed that Andrea was still visibly very upset regarding the recent fight between her sister, her sister's fiancé, and their mom earlier that evening. Andrea said that she felt like she was being ganged up on by all of them. She seemed very emotional, and her sister tried to console her and told her to just try to go back home and sleep it off, hoping that the situation would have blown over by the morning. On August 13th at 1.34 a.m., after walking back to her house, Andrea still could not get into the home and did not have the key still. Her sister that was in the house and her fiancé were inside sleeping, so they never answered the door. This prompted Andrea to walk back to her other sister's house a second time. When she arrived to her sister's house again, she asked her if she could just sleep over because no one is answering the door at her mother's house. And she is still obviously extremely upset still from everything that had happened that night. Her sister ends up say saying no because... She felt like she needed to set a boundary for Andrea. She had to work in the morning, and her home was also under renovation, and her children were sleeping downstairs during this time, so she didn't want them disrupted. This added to her reasoning for not wanting to let Andrea stay over. Her sister has also stated that um, with their suspicions of Andrea doing activity that they are not agreeing with, as in drugs or hanging out with um, people that might cause trouble. Um, she had some reluctance of letting her stay there because she didn't know who Andrea would bring around if she went to work or if these people wanted something, what they would do. After having this difficult conversation with her sister, 
Her sister recalls looking out of her window and seeing Andrea scrolling on her phone outside of her house and that her temperament seemed more composed. Andrea ends up leaving Aaron's home for the final time and walks back to her mother's house. This would be the last time that her sister seen her. According to Andrea's cell phone data, she returned back to her mom's house for a third time on August 13th at 1.54 a.m. According to phone records, Andrea's phone was active at her mother's house. Her phone then shut off. Also, per the original timeline via WDRB, it was assumed that she was not let into the home because her sister and her sister's fiancé were sleeping, but when the pair were re-interviewed later by the police, they told investigators that they were awake. They heard her, but they didn't let her in because they were fearful of Andrea after she got so upset from the tense dinner conversation. Now, even hours later, Andrea's cell phone was still active at 3.51 a.m., pinging around her mother's house. This is the last known activity that proved Andrea was alive and near the house. By the morning, Andrea had vanished. Her mother texts her family asking if they've heard from Andrea. By 10.30 a.m., her sister starts texting Andrea's friends to see if they've heard from her. Four days later, the same sister files a missing persons report on her sister. A woman that Andrea used to work beside with the Missing in America group contacts private investigator Tracy Leonard to help with the search for Andrea. And Andrea was last seen wearing a light-colored tank top, white shorts, and light-colored Nike shoes. During this time, the family started to shine a light on Andrea's disappearance through social media and local media. There have been multiple possible sightings of Andrea in or around the Clarksville, New Albany, and Jeffersonville, Indiana areas. These were around October of 2019. This episode is brought to you by the Dark Crossroads Podcast, hosted by Roxanne Fletcher. This is your stop for all things true crime. The new Bedford Highway Killer, the strange case of Paige Renkowski, to the infamous and unsolved stalking case of Dorothy Jane Scott, Dark Crossroads is a truly deep dive into the real crime stories that frighten and fascinate us. A great production, entertaining to listen to, so give it a listen yourself. I just hit subscribe, as should you. All links to the show will be provided in this episode's description. Near the end of November of 2019, Andrea's family ends up noticing a gold Chevy Impala, believed to be a 2004 or 2005 model, with a license plate number 637ZLA. It was repeatedly seen driving past her sister's house that she had walked to that night. The windows were tinted, but they could see a thin white male was driving, and a thin white woman was in the passenger seat. When authorities ran the plates, they came back as stolen, but they have not recovered the car. This incident has alarmed the Knable family because they fear Andrea fell victim to human trafficking, and it would later be determined that this was the drug dealer that Andrea had allegedly owed money to. In January of 2020, a prayer vigil is held in Andrea's honor by family and friends. After the service is concluded, attendees walk down Chickadee Road, to where Andrea was last seen before turning around and then heading back to the church. 
In partnership with CUE, which is the Community United Effort, the family conducted a search in the Louisville area on June 11th to the 12th of 2022 with a team of trained missing person professionals who plot, chart, and organize the search. The foundation brought their 12 cadaver service dogs and handlers. On a Facebook page ran by her family titled Finding Andrea, her sister posted, Our best case scenario and a true miracle would be that Andrea came home safe and sound and was never hurting at all during this time. If this is the case and Andrea is out there somewhere and can see this, comment a reason she should come home. I'll start. Andrea, a reason you should come home is because I will and all of us will welcome you with open arms and do anything to help you adjust and have a great life with us. As of today, Andrea's case is still unsolved. In 2021, the Discovery Channel released a four-part docuseries called Finding Andrea, which has brought more attention to this case. Andrea is described as a white female who is 5'7", weighs approximately 180 to 190 pounds. She had brown hair with highlights and hazel eyes. Her ears are pierced and she may have scarring on her face. Her sister and her father are still actively advocating for Andrea and conduct frequent searches. There is also a, um, a GoFundMe that is set up by her sister and I believe her father also, it is titled, Where is Andrea Knable? In the description of this GoFundMe, it states, My big sister, Andrea Knable, has been missing since August 13, 2019. Although, down on her luck, this mother of two boys searched for missing people with a community search group only to go missing herself. We have done and are doing everything we can for the past two years to raise awareness and find her. We hope to escalate the search in every way possible. The funds raised would be used to buy and laminate missing posters, signs, billboards, t-shirts, to fund searches for her, to help cover the cost of the professional's time, increase the reward money, assist in Andrea and her two sons' recovery, financially and physically. Any remaining funds will be used to provide for Andrea's children and to provide for endangered women's causes. Why should you help us find Andrea? Because Andrea would help you look for your missing loved one, even though she had never met them, and even at the cost of putting herself in danger. Andrea is also a devoted mother, sister, daughter, and friend. For more information, you can follow the Where is Andrea Knable page on Facebook. We hope that she left on her own, and we pray that she did, and she's happy and healthy somewhere. We fear that somebody took her. There are some, some people, that type of people that she knew that would be involved in that kind of thing. If you or anyone you know has any information regarding this case or Andrea Knable, please contact the Louisville Metro Police Department, the Missing Persons Division at 502-574-7120, or you can contact the Family Tip Line at 502 502- Eight zero six four eight four zero. You can also contact the Louisville Metro Police Department's anonymous tip line at 502-574-5673, or you can contact Leonard, the private investigator, at 502-618-9337. There is also a tip line at TLIP2171 at gmail.com.
or investigator Dan Washington at 502-722-8181. Investigators have also asked anyone to call 911 if they believe that they have possibly seen the missing woman. There is a $10,000 reward and possibly going up for information leading to the direct recovery of Andrea. Andrea Knabel is again approximately 5'7", weighs around 180 to 190 pounds, has light brown hair with highlights, was last seen wearing light-colored tank top, white shorts, and light-colored Nike shoes. We miss her, and we're going to find her. We're going to keep looking until we do. guys so this one kind of hit home because not only is she missing and her family searching so hard for her still but she was an advocate for the missing and volunteered so much of her time to bring people that she didn't even know back to their families so I just wanted to try to really get this one out there and get the word out and hopefully help her family and her if she's still out there listening just know that your family loves you and they want you to come home All right, so to our podcast news, we are very, very excited to announce that we are going to be starting our merch store soon. It will be going live soon. I will announce it. I have been keeping everybody updated on social media. Um, And speaking of that, right now we are hosting a free giveaway and to qualify you there's a whole thing on social media on facebook and stuff on how to do this but to qualify all you have to do is download five episodes rate and review the podcast and follow us on facebook and if you do this um we're gonna just randomly pick a name out of the ratings and and the review list and that person will get a free t-shirt. So help us out and get to press some buttons. That's all you have to do. And you get a free t-shirt from our merch store. Um, we're going to be posting up little tidbits and stuff until it opens. But the drawing for the free shirt will be on July 1st. So in a week. Alrighty. So with that said too, I guess... Um, The same spiel I do every single time. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, blah, blah, blah. Follow, rate, review us. I know it sounds annoying every single time, but that little act is probably one of the best ways that you could support this podcast and keep it going. So if you do that, we can keep making content and keep getting better and telling you guys amazing crime stories and scary stories um so yeah and also check out the website because we've been putting a lot on the blog and if you're ever wondering how to find the podcast you can just go to the website there's a a page called episodes and you go on there and it sends you straight to the episode so definitely do that and if you're feeling so inclined we have a patreon too We're trying to tweak it a little bit, but there's two tiers right now. Um, You also can just do it once, one time, 
donation. All the money that goes to Patreon goes towards the podcast, getting better equipment, helping with research, all that. So any little bit helps, even just um, following or rating, reviewing, sharing us. Tell two friends. It's a pyramid scheme. So if you tell two friends, that is also a great way to support a podcast. Support all your podcasts. I think that we all need this. So tell two friends, follow, rate, review, blah, 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 blah. Alrighty. So the next episode coming out is going to be a creepy corner episode again. Um, if you want to get on the creepy corner episode, send in any of your stories, true crime, paranormal, or just fun and happy stories. Doesn't have to be whatever. Send them to www.darkcrossroadspodcast.com. You can email it there or at darkcrossroadspodcast at gmail.com. Um, those are two great places to send it to. Um, we've gotten a lot of stories so far and we're looking for a lot more. So hope to hear from you and be weird, stay different, and don't trust anyone. All right, we'll see you next time, guys. Curiosity Box delivers the cerebral fascination of Vsauce right to your door through engaging science toys, surprising puzzles, and books that expand our understanding of the universe. The creators worked together to create, design, and handpick each illuminating item in the Curiosity Box, including constructive kits, brain games, and imaginative custom t-shirts. Every quarterly delivery will turn your home into a laboratory of wonder. If you have always been curious about the world around you, then subscribe to the Curiosity Box and have access to the most popular science education network on YouTube as it energizes a community of Earth's most inquisitive minds with videos spanning science, math, and the human experience. And now all of that passion is in a box pulled off the screen and put in your hands. You can also receive monthly courses spanning popular academic disciplines to inspire and nurture the next generation of curious thinkers, innovators, and inventors. They are delivering a deeper learning experience through AR, VR, and video lessons on the MEL app. Join the curious community on their journey to explore the world, celebrate the amazing, and support brains for the future of our pale blue dot and beyond.